0: We're going to have a seat this morning as we get ready for bold. thankfully we're not talking about bold speech today uh we're talking about bold prayer today and that can be a quiet contemplative thing right yeah so just setting you up for that so hey talking about getting ready for the day we're we're talking about uh you know how can we be bold in this next year right remember last week we talked about how do we how how can we just lay the groundwork for just living a bold life for christ in 2014 and we're going to continue with that uh, question today and and uh Part of the answer to living this bold life is looking at uh, how we pray. Uh, because if we're, if we're going to have a bold 2014, it should be those bold people God wants us to be, part of that is because we're just going to take serious just doing bold praying. Just doing bold praying. Now, uh, to, to get ready for this, you need to uh, get, get your Bibles out if you brought them, by the way, and you can get the Acts 4. That's really where we're going to hunker down today in Acts 4. If you didn't bring your Bibles, that's okay. Just pull out that that sheet, okay, from the insert. And you especially need that today because today you have homework. Oh, boy. I knew it would be a low crowd, see, so homework. No, Uh, today you have homework. So if you have a pencil, pull out a pencil too, will you? Pull out a pencil and get ready for this, right? You'll see it on the page. Because we're going to talk about uh, bold prayers. So while you're getting all that done, let me remind you what's going on in Acts 4. So in Acts 3, remember what happened? Uh, Peter and John have gone to the temple. As they go there, there's a fellow there who has been lame from birth. They see him, uh, and they do this incredible miracle, uh, and they heal him. And there's huge excitement throughout the whole temple court about this. And that excitement uh, goes to those who are in charge. It goes to the uh, Sadducees and to the uh, leaders of the Sanhedrin, that council of governing Jews, and so... They kinda arrest Peter and John, they bring him before the Sanhedrin, the same group that crucified Jesus, right? They bring him before that Sanhedrin, and basically they have a face to face and you know Peter is just bold and in their face, but but they have this face to face thing, and and it says that they just keep throwing threats at Peter and John, telling him, Listen, you just gotta stop. You just gotta stop talking about Jesus, you gotta stop doing anything in Jesus' name. Right? And so they're in this place of absolute, uh, conflict. The problem for the Sanhedrin who found it in the text is that, remember, because of what they've done and because of the preaching that they've done, remember, 5,000 new believers were born, right? So there's 5,000 new believers. So if you pick up, uh, if you pick up the, uh, the text, and uh, there we go, it says, the council then threatened them further. So they're in their face, giving them threats. But they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for the miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. So this healing, they don't know what to do. They got to let him go. If they don't let him go, they fear there's going to be a riot. Because everybody's just praising God and saying, wow, this, what awesome thing God has done, Right? So, but keep in mind where we started, it says the council then threatened them further. So here's the situation. These Peter and John and these disciples are now are under the the threats of the people who are in power. Right. The people that really are in power now are threatening them. And so that the question becomes, how do you respond to that? What do they do? It says in the text on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people First thing you do is get with your own people, which would be Christians, right? Remember, there's 5,000 of them. They went back to their own people. They reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer. It's the first thing they do. They're in a huge problem. They're in conflict. They're under threat. Things are difficult. What do they do? Their first response? They pray about it just immediately. They just erupt. They just they just pray about it. And right away we can say, well, get that. That makes perfect sense. I and I pray in my life when things get tough and I'm under threats and disappointments, and struggles, and all that. I mean it, we can kind of all agree that's a good thing to do, right? I mean when you're under struggle and the things, you know, you just it's a good thing to do. Let's just well, let's pray about it. Let's just pray about it. That shouldn't surprise us that the first thing they do is That they pray about. It shouldn't surprise us that that's also what we do. What's the what's the lesson here? The issue for us today, the issue for us today, is comparing how we've prayed to date, 2013 and before, how we've prayed to date, compared to oldness that we see in the prayers of these early Christians in Acts 4. So to help you do that, I've got in your handout there a few questions and some sheets. And I make just kind of an opening statement that I think we need to kind of guide us as we do this comparing kind of thing. Right. And, and the opening statement is a simple one. It just says a bold God deserves bold prayers. Right. A bold God deserves bold prayers. We'll flesh that out. But first, let's look at the question. See, what I want you to do is just really take a few minutes right now. Just get your pencils, get that paper out there. Go ahead. Homework. We'll do it in class together. Uh, But just answer that question. Say, okay. so if if prayer is what we do, let me ask you this. How did you pray last week? I mean, that is what did you pray about last week? Right. What'd you pray about last week? Go ahead and jot some stuff down, right? Just jot it down. Well, I prayed about this, I prayed about that, I prayed about this. Prayed... You see, what we pray about tells us a lot. It tells us a lot. Because our prayers are a reflection of our understanding of who God is and what God can do. That's huge. Is you write this down. Write down what did I pray about last week? What did I pray about that last week? So, for instance, if you're sitting there and you say, "Well, let's see, what did I pray about?" Well, I didn't. Well, okay, <laughs> that that says something about how you perceive God, right? Who God is and what God can do. Or you say, "Well, I I I prayed. I'm sure I prayed. I just I I don't remember." Well, okay, that also then gives us some insight, doesn't it, in terms of how serious you're taking God in terms of what's going on in your life, right? And and so the bottom line there is, if you write down all of these things and say, well, this is what I prayed about, this is what I prayed about, this is what I prayed about, I prayed about this, this, and this, this. As you look at all the things you prayed about, how would you fill in the blank and say, look, if my prayers are a reflection of what I really believe about God, what kind of God do you really believe in? I believe in a blank god what kind of god you see if you say well you know look i'm looking here and i'm praying this and this and this because actually i've tried everything myself i can't do it on my own and after all you know the big guy's there so i just decided to pray about it well what does that say you believe in a god who is a last resort god Or you look at your prayers and you say, well, uh, my prayer is about, you know, God, I need to get this and I need to get that. And I got to get this and I got to get that. Well, what kind of God are you praying or do you believe in? Well, apparently God is kind of a get whatever you want. God, (laughs) Do you see where it goes. You see, if we look at our prayers, if you look at that list seriously in the way you've been praying up until now, it will give you a window of insight into understanding what kind of God you really believe in now in contrast in contrast we're gonna see right away the kind of God that the early Christians believed in and it goes with that first statement a bold God deserves bold prayers here's what they do when they heard the report all the believers lift up their voice together in prayer to God and here's where they start "O oh, sovereign Lord creator of heaven and earth the sea and everything in them you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David your servant saying why were the nations so angry why did they waste their time with feudal plans the kings of the earth prepared for battle the rulers gathered together against the Lord against his Messiah now what do you notice right away about How they see and what kind of God they believe in. In their first words, what's their first words? Oh, sovereign Lord, right? What kind of God do they believe in? A bold God. They believe in a bold God. He is absolutely sovereign Lord. What does that mean? He is the creator of all things. He's in charge of everything. He is the man. There is nothing beyond Him. There is nothing that happens that the smallest of things that can happen in any of our lives, in any of this world, in any of experience that He's not involved in because He is absolutely, utterly sovereign. That's a bold God. That is an absolute bold God. And so when they start their prayers, they start praying bold prayers because they understand their God is a bold God. He is the absolute sovereign Lord. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He made the sea and everything in it. And he's been involved in, in his own people's lives for generations because he spoke to his servant David. Is David? What did David do? Well, David fought God's battles over and over and over again to extend the kingdom of Israel. In every battle David won. Why did he win the battle? Because the Lord was with him. You see, they go back from the very beginning, before they ask for anything, they go back and they understand the nature and the sovereignty and the boldness of their God. And because they understand they have a bold God, that influences what they pray about and four what do they do then well they're praying about a bold God and they pray about a bold God but they pray about a bold God together now this is seems like a small thing because we say well okay good so they got they were all together and they pray together what's a big deal on that no you gotta understand this really is a big deal they were praying together Peter and John did not come back, get with the other disciples and the believers of of, uh, that 5,000, whoever they get. They didn't come back and say, guys, man, man, we are in deep stuff. (laughs) The leaders of Sanhedrin, they're after our hide. I mean, it is going to get hot and heavy here. So I tell you what, on my donkey ride home tonight, I'm going to pray about this. (laughs) I mean that's that's what a lot of folks tell me they say they say pastor you know I pray every day I got a 20 minute commute and on my 20 minute commute you know I'm just praying and talking with God well that's great that's fantastic but that's not enough you got to pray together power rests in a bold god who brings people together to pray and so when they were together they said look we got to pray about this now We've we got to pray about this now. We're together here. We've got to pray about this now. And together they began praying. Why would they do that? Because they understood the strength of the opposition who was up against God. And the opposition is never afraid to work together. You see the battles that are going on in your life? This isn't just you against one opposition. This is you against the forces and the powers of darkness. This is God working in you and through you against all the powers that are loose in the world that want to defeat what God wants to do in your life. It's It's not you against one in the text. It says, in fact, this has happened here in this very city for Herod Antipas Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles and the people of Israel were all what? together united you see that's the way it works we have to understand that if we're just doing our ride to work commute prayers that's just not enough because the hosts of evil are out there working against what god wants to do in your life and so you need to take serious getting together with other bold followers who pray bold prayers. If you want to pray boldly and have a 2000 bold 14, you need to get with bold followers and pray bold prayers. You with me? Because the world out there is not giving up. And they are united to see to it that God doesn't do what he wants to do in your life. And we got some great prayers around here. I can tell you that. You know, folks come to me and they say, Hey, Pastor, uh, you know, I just, boy, this is going on in my life. And man, would you just really pray with me? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'll pray with you. That's good. I'm all over that. But i got to give you a hint. If you want to really get some people praying in your life, don't ask me. I'm not trying to get out of work, but don't ask me, okay? Go talk to our prayer team, folks. These people, they, they're connected. See, that's what people think. Well, talk to the pastor. He's connected. <laughs> These people are really connected. I prayed with these people. they know how to pray they know how to pray bold prayers. you, you got to get other people you got to get connected with bold praying people. It starts with understanding the bold nature of God and it's companioned with getting bold praying people praying with you in this experience. That's how you start having bold prayers in 2014. Where does it go from there? You need to pray bold prayers that are God-centered. Bold prayers that are God-centered. That's what these guys did. Because ultimately you always get to the ask, right? You always get to the ask, right? I mean, that's, that's just the way it is in prayer. Ultimately, you all get, you're going to get to the ask. And so if you look at that list of prayers that you made, how many asks do you have? I bet you got a whole bunch of them, right? Every line's probably got an ask somewhere in it, right? And and that's what we do. We've got to get to the ask. And so they get to the ask. They they, they understand the boldness of God. They're, They're praying together with bold followers. And then they finally get to the ask. And what is it? This is so fast. What is it that they ask for? They ask for boldness to do whatever it is God wants. Now, this is a huge distinction. Look at your list again. What did you ask for? And for whom did you ask it? Hmm. You see, so often when we make that list and we look at our prayers, we're only talking about ourselves. Or we're only talking about people that are close to us. Look what these people ask for. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness what are they asking for they're not necessarily asking just for themselves are they they're asking that they would speak with boldness why not for themselves but for the sake of the advancement of the kingdom they're asking not that God would rescue them from this experience not that God would make all the threats go away not that God would make it easy street for them What they're saying is, look, we know you are a sovereign God and we just want you to do whatever it is you need to do in our lives to make sure your kingdom wins. Isn't that what they're asking for? That's a whole different ask. That's a huge, bold ask. You see, if we look at our list so often, our lists are saying, God, listen, if you would just rescue me from this, if you would just give me this, if you would just do something like this in my life, then I'd be happy. You see, if you look at your, your list that you made, ask this question. If you look at that list, and if God would have said every prayer you asked for, if God would have said yes to everyone, if he just would have, yes, to every one of them, how big a difference would have it made in the scheme of the world? I don't mean just your life. How big a difference would have it made for the kingdom of heaven? whoa that's a big question because bold prayers are like this bold prayers are saying listen God you got to empower us to do bold things in your name they're not asking for themselves ultimately they understand the battle is not their battle the battle is God's battle let me give you an example from my own life okay So, you know, I have three kids, and, uh, you know, like like any parent, I pray over my kids lots, right? And, uh, you know, one of the things I pray over is is protection, just because my history and losing my dad, you know, and stuff. And so protection's big for me, and so, boy, I pray over my kids for for protection, right? That's a good thing to pray for, amen? Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? When I pray over them for protection, I, I try to do that and step back and think bolder, bigger thoughts, That that I don't want them to be protected just so I selfishly get to enjoy them for a longer period of time. I, I want to pray protection over them because I am absolutely convinced that our sovereign God has bigger things to do in their life. And they need to be protected so that God can do those things that God wants to do in their life. That it's not just about me getting more time with my kids it's about God getting more opportunity to do greater things and purposes in their life you, you see the difference that's a whole bolder different look isn't it and that, that's exactly what they're doing here they're saying God it's, it's not my battle it's not about us it's, it's all about your battle God it's all about you so make us bold to speak your word because it's all about you winning the day that's so what do they ask for. They don't ask for themselves. They ask for God to do whatever God wants to do. That's bold. That's bold. And then they ask for miracles. People ask me, you know, Pastor, is it okay to ask for miracles? Yeah, absolutely. They did. They asked for miracles. But notice the difference in how they asked for the miracle and the purpose of the miracle. So often we ask for miracles, but why do we ask for the miracle? Because we want it for. Ourselves or someone that's close to us, right? They don't ask for that. They ask for a miracle so that the miracle will give testimony to Jesus. Here's the way it comes out: stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Now, help me on this. What did Peter and John just get in trouble for? Doing a miracle. That proclaimed the power in the name of Jesus and what are they asking for God keep doing it <laughs> really yeah God keep doing it why because it's not about us it's all about you God keep doing it because it's, it's it's okay we're under threats and, and whatever they do they do That's not the deal the deal is the name of Jesus has to be lifted up so God I know it can be but keep doing it keep doing it isn't that bold think about that they just got in trouble for doing that and now they're praying that God would do more of that not for themselves but for the sake of His kingdom that's bold prayers that's bold prayers now I gotta warn you if you get serious about doing bold prayers right and and understanding how sovereign and bold our God is then you gotta be able to receive whatever it is the sovereign God wants to give you when you pray bold prayers right it's it's not focused on you it's focused on him and whatever God wants to do and bold prayers simply say God it is about you and so do whatever you want to do give me whatever I need to do what you want me to do it's all about you and so you got to step back and let go and let God give you whatever it is God wants to give you into your life and it may not be what you expect it may not be the answer that you expect let's look at the text again it says after they prayed the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the Word of God boldly now help me out on this one do you guys remember their prayer do you remember anywhere in their prayer where they asked for an earthquake don't remember that Do you remember that I don't remember them saying, dear God, boldly give us an earthquake. I remember that. But he gave them one. place shook. Do you remember anywhere in their prayer where they specifically said, now God, we're going to need your Holy Spirit here to do this. So would you just give us a full measure of your Holy Spirit? Help me out. I don't remember that. You remember that? I remember that in the prayer. They were praying bold prayers about, about making a testimony of Jesus with miracles. And, and you know, they were praying bold prayers about not being about them, but advancing the kingdom in spite of the threats, right? I mean, they are making bold prayers. But nowhere in those prayers did they say, God, in an earthquake would really be helpful and your Holy Spirit could really push us over the top here. Would that be okay? They didn't do that. But God gave it to them anyway. Why? Because God gives whatever God chooses in His sovereignty to give. And we've got to just be ready to receive whatever it is He gives. We don't get to pick and choose. Because why? We have a bold God. He is a sovereign, bold God, sovereign Lord. And so we just receive whatever it is God wants to pour in our life to meet the challenge that we're experiencing. Now, does this mean that we shouldn't pray about everything? That we shouldn't put our needs and our wants and our desires before God? No, absolutely. Of course we do that. There's other scriptures that encourage us. We can see the Apostle Paul who prays about the thorn in his side. Absolutely. But if you're going to have a bold 2014, it's going to be because you pray boldly. And you understand how bold your God is. Notice at the end it says, the outcome for them was they received those things they didn't even ask for and they spoke the word of God how? Boldly. They spoke it boldly. You see, God will deliver into our life exactly what we need for Him to win the victory in our lives when we keep it all about Him, not about us. We keep it all about Him. Where does that leave us for the day? Well, I gave you another section on your handout, right? Uh, having looked at what you wrote in the beginning, having studied Acts four together here this morning, heard heard what we talked about today. Here is the big question for you. So this week, what are you going to pray about? What are you going to pray about this week? Because we're in 2014. And so the challenge for us is to, is to see what these early Christians did, how bold they were, even in their prayers, and be able to say, listen, I am so surrendered to Christ. I am so ready for the sovereign Lord to take over absolutely every part of my life, including my prayers. I'm going to pray different." I'm going to get together with other Christians who are really prayer warriors, and I'm I'm going to pray with them, and I'm going to pray different, and I'm going to pray bold. What would it look like? What would it look like in your life if you became a bold follower with bold prayers? What would it look like? You see, the invitation for us, when we look at these people in Acts, we are sitting in this room today. Why? Because they prayed bold prayers. They pray bold prayers. And there are generations in the future that are counting on us. They are looking to us to be the same kind of people. To just get bold. To just pray for bold prayers for our own lives. Pray for bold prayers over this church. Over what the ministry God wants us to do here. Whatever God wants to accomplish with this place, this movement called Christ Church. It's for us to just say this is our time. And to get bold for the kingdom of heaven. Think about what you need to pray about this week and pray boldly. Let's pray. Father, thank you uh, so much that you are the God that you are uh, and that we can be uh, who we are. We can be your followers. We can be your people. We can just surrender our lives absolutely, utterly and completely. And we can trust that if uh, our world needs to get shaken up, you'll shake it. And that your Holy Spirit will enter in and will give us discernment and wisdom and help us to advance the kingdom. Lord, help us to just be convicted today, even in our prayers, that it's not about us, that it's always about you. And if we can just be bold people who pray over what you want to do in our lives, we know our lives are going to be better. We know our lives are going to be fuller. They're going to overflow and that your Spirit will never let us go. So, Lord, we come to you today. We just put ourselves into your hands and we pray boldly. Keep doing those miracles for the witness of your son, Jesus. We pray boldly. Just keep giving us the opportunity to speak about Jesus in every place we can so that others would come to know that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is not only the life, he is our life. We pray in his precious name. Amen.